0: Mm-hmm. you know what we should do one day we should just do our own rendition of the theme song in acapella and <laughs> <laughs> just
1: not mention anything about it
0: yeah just throw it out there and the whole audience has to deal with it hey everybody welcome to Lord dump speaking of our audience how are you all hey I, audience y- how's it going you can't respond to me but hey i'm the governor uh and and this is my dear dear friend oh is that me that's you. You're my oh, dear, that's dear so friend. sweet.
1: Uh, my name's Sean. I miss you. Shake dance on things?
0: You but... are, and guys, this is Lore Dump, our podcast. Where
1: I, you gotta stop pausing like that. I don't have. Oh, oh, where we build a world before your very ears.
0: I don't know if it's a bit at this point, or
1: <laughs> it's a little bit of a bit. <laughs> that's what I'm very proud of. Though.
0: Guys, welcome to our retake of Session 15. We tried shooting this earlier (laughs) and there was so much background noise and nonsense going on that we had to restart. We
1: recorded for 11 minutes straight and we couldn't say two words without someone coming in and breaking it up. It was chaos. It was fantastic. But we're here,
0: (laughs) we're good, and we're ready to talk about lore dump stuff. Heyo. But Sean... If people have questions for us, because a part of our show is answering oh, they love homebrewing questions. throwing
1: their questions ask their big brain moves and thoughts. They're so smart,
0: the yeah. viewers are. Where, where would they send those questions, though? Where would, where would they yeet questions?
1: Would they yeet them? They'd yeet them right at us on uh, Questions at gmail.com or on our Instagram or Twitter at <laughs> Lordum.
0: Oh, man. You got both the... Question and the bonus question, right? So you know what you win.
1: I win. Um, you get money. to spend
0: the next hour talking to me about Dungeons and Dragons. That's
1: oh, that's better than money.
0: <laughs> don't, don't, don't know about that. That's better than hey,
1: money and a car.
0: Money and a car and a vacation. This and is vac- better than is, all of those.
1: Talking to you is a vacation, Josh. Oh, sweetheart, <laughs> you're so scared. there's people listening. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Drink,
0: drink, drink, I'm drinking drink.
1: water. I had to tell the audience. Cut. Cut, cut. It's all cut.
0: Good. <laughs> so Sean. Yeah. Do you know what we're doing today? <laughs> I like how we've completely reversed roles from our last shoot and our last shoot of this. I <laughs> it's completely. In today's diverse.
1: episode.
0: Yeah.
1: We we did a lot of talking about um different uh, a different land recently, uh, specifically last episode when we had Button come on and create an NPC, they talked about a specific tiefling they wanted to make. Um, there was also a city that rested above a soul gate. Um, I believe we wanted to touch a little bit on that. So today, we're going to talk about the fire plane. <laughs> did I get it wrong? Yeah. Is that wrong? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you did. Uh, Do I get another guess? Try again. Yeah. Waterplane.
0: You're you're Is just it? saying. You're doing that thing where you just say words at me.
1: Okay, then I'm going to think the correct answer, right? Here it is. I've got it in my mind's eye. Now, why oh. don't you try and guess what it is?
0: You're invading my mind. Oh, I I feel the answer coming to my lips from your powerful brain waves from your, your ESPN. Lips. I see lips. <laughs> sports footage and now though, now I oh, our topic today is this is Sean. Hi, it's Sean inside Josh's body. Uh oh, it feels weird in here. It's a little vacant um but uh anyway yeah so our our show today per me mr shikadance inside of sean's josh's skull wow this is confusing uh is the tiefling continent and tiefling city oh, my God. what just happened oh man it
1: took a lot where, out of
0: me where where Ooh. am I? I i blanked out for about Ooh. 30 seconds
1: oh no it's Wait. okay i handled it perfectly what? um why do i feel greasy that's a side effect uh anyways yeah that's a good point definitely josh uh we're talking about the tiefling city today the capital city of the tieflings okay the all right Lings that like to teeth.
0: is that is that where the name comes from because they're just all little people with green the hats tieflings. and they oh okay yeah that makes like,
1: more sense the changelings are full of change I've like never mine. shaken a changeling
0: out. I'm gonna do that in game. <laughs> I'm gonna try and get money out of a changeling. Uh, okay, so yeah, so we're gonna define this continent. We've got a little bit of lore, like you said, like established about the tieflings. There's we've a little got, lore. Got a bit of a continent. We've got unity created by our amazing friend Button. Uh-huh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. We've got some lore established about the life cycle and existence of tieflings.
1: Of course, we do. Got tons of that. Um,
0: they are very honestly a very open culture in a lot of ways because of what they have been through they're essentially i mean given the life cycle of the planet they're essentially corrupted but then freed energy of Tareg that's gone through hell and then yeeted back out into our existence and when they come out they come out as tieflings instead of whatever they were before correct um and Unity actually recalls these various different lives, once being an elf and now being a tiefling. But the rest of them don't recall that. It's it's not normal. you know. Your soul isn't continual, uh, really, in most yeah. instances. The energy goes back to the planet, and then things are born, born from it completely different, completely disconnected from their last existence. But the that tieflings is. are interesting because of that. And they have a whole big city that sits on top of the soul gate. Which was an entry point to hell. It was basically a factory for pulling souls out of Tuareg and pulling them into the nine hells and the abyss for use in the blood wars and so on and so forth.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what's what's the environment around this city, Sean? Let's 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 start there. The environment around this town is sort of like a deserty kind of area. I think I like it. Yeah. I like it being in, surrounded by desert.
0: Do we think like sandy desert, or do we think like high mountain kind of desert, like like red dust kind of desert, or like se- like like yellow I'm sand? He,
1: I'm thinking it's warm because the has got heat warm. resistance; they got fire resistance, mm. so they like it in the warm places. They like it where the the heat's thickest.
0: Doesn't bother them. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So this is like this is like a rolling dunes, and then the city is in the middle of it. Yeah, okay. Sort of
1: like a metropolis in the middle of the the sandy waves.
0: Okay, and like water, like is there a water
1: source? I mean, there'd have to be. They're not, yeah, you know, aliens. They need That's they true. need them a drink every once in a while.
0: They need them drinks.
1: They need them drinks. I am need them so, drink.
0: So there's like there's is. Is the water source like critically important or is it just there was an oasis around or there's a spring around and they're able to get water? It
1: doesn't have to be the focal point of the entire city, but it can be interesting or it can just be, hey, we got a little water over there.
0: Yeah. And they just built their city. They're like, this is a good spot.
1: That's fine.
0: Started out as a small settlement, grew from there.
1: It started from the bottom and now it's here. The bottom being the water and here being built
0: oh here's an idea okay we talked about the soul gate and the soul gate has a dungeon around it a complex right yes Um, what if and and the soul gate would probably come before the city proper or at least you know as a part of the settlement what if like there is this big underwater lake that the soul gate sits upon and it's wells drawing from that lake that like provide water to the majority of the city. Folks don't even know the soul gate is down there, but it mm-hmm. sits on a big ass underwater lake just from an aesthetic perspective. I like it. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's not lore relevant. There's no, the DM can be like, Oh yeah, the soul gate is corrupting the water. If he wants yeah, to, Something like that. they want to, but it's not particularly relevant. It's just, there's a big underwater lake with a bunch of wells that cut into it. Like underground that. lake excuse me not underwater lake that's redundant
1: it's an underwater well that they go to for water when they need it it's yeah. deeper below land
0: <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
0: and the soul gate sits at like one end of it
1: um yes Ooh, interesting boom
0: so what's the actual like okay we've built cities before uh, you know, yeah. we, we've thrown this around. Where do you want to start with this one other than, like, I asked, immediately I asked Geography, because that helps me construct, um, so the way my mind works is what resources are available? Nerd. Because that defines what the buildings look like, and what people behave like, and what trade looks like. Like, that's how my mind works. But okay. but where do you want what do you want to define next, Sean?
1: Um, we can do that. I literally have no specifics. I think yeah. defining the resources is actually a pretty good starting place.
0: Yeah. So they've got water. They got they've clay. got sand. They've got clay.
1: They've got sandstone.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Sandstone. They've
1: got diamonds.
0: They've got glass.
1: Oh, they've got glass. Those that's what I thought the diamonds were.
0: It's yeah. Glass, glass cuz they can heat up sand. They got so much sand. Okay. What if glass is really heavily used in this city?
1: <gasps> it's just a lot of big glass houses.
0: The, the, gla- the City of Glass.
1: <gasps> oh, that's, that's a good cool. name. The City of Glass, not the City of Brass.
0: The City of Glass. Yeah, City of Brass is over uh, with the Euphrates and all that nonsense. Yeah. yeah.
1: I like that. I like the City of Glass.
0: I love that. So we've got the City of Glass, and there is just a ton of like, it's mostly glass and sandstone with like, clay tile roofs maybe
1: yeah oh that's a cool aesthetic it really is and that way when the winter sun goes away they basically live in greenhouses Mm -hmm. so they're still warm yeah weirdly
0: weirdly yeah it's still it could be and maybe like there is like it's pretty hot in the summer so there are other ways of cooling them yeah yeah i like that i like that a lot oh that's good hmm. there's not a lot of need for indoor heating except for like oh maybe that's maybe they figured how to out how to okay you know how deserts are usually really warm during the day and really cold at night yeah what if the glass traps the heat and, and at night, night it war it helps them survive the night
1: yeah that's really because
0: good. magic fuck your science
1: well it can be special glass what if the sand is special, special that makes special glass Ooh, yeah, that's good.
0: Like the sand is activated by the sun, yeah. and when the sun is shining on the sand, it retains heat. And when the sun goes away, it releases that heat.
1: So, yes. But more specifically, back before this became a city for tieflings, it was a farm for devils. So, what if yeah. the sand eroded from stone that was used to contain the soul energy from tieflings? So, it just contains the magic from the sun better because it used to be what kept their souls in place
0: so this is literally the residue of soul traps that they've built basically there. yeah the stone they
1: built of. the city on is essentially like used to trap their ancestors and be harvested by the devils
0: and do they know this
1: probably not okay because they this do they know about the city beneath them
0: no like only a few people i think right Yeah,
1: and they wouldn't know about that information either.
0: unity knows
1: yeah uh, probably yeah, because the city, city was below... The soul gate was below this city. So when yeah. the energy rose, it would be trapped by the stone that they would then siphon it out of and put it through the soul gate. Mm-hmm. So when the city is above that stone now, because that's the foundation it's resting upon, yes. they're grinding that down and like making sand out of it. I like that. But they it. don't know like what it. that is for.
0: And so the original soul city... Before it was the city of glass, it was basically the city of souls. And it was just a factory for stealing souls to trap away to take through the soul gate.
1: Yeah, I almost like in the before times, before the city, when the soul gate was underground. I almost yeah. like that if you traveled above ground in that area, it was just like ghostly whales and like this weird sort of energy beings happening. Like it was almost a like haunted land.
0: Yeah, yeah, very ghosty, very, like, yeah. and there are remnants, like, maybe there, you know, if you go out into the desert, yeah. there are remnants of these very alien structures, like, these storage yards of this weird black stone or whatever yeah. color the stone is. Or maybe it is white, and, like, the, the desert and the dunes is very, like, white, white sand, like yeah. this pale white sand, and so, like, you find these weird, like, stone structures made out of this weird white stone that radiates necrotic energy. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like that.
0: That's cool. So they take that sand and they make glass out of it, which basically allows them to make a bunch of glass houses.
1: Yes. Uh, they removed all the stones from town so that no one can throw them. It's
0: pretty strong glass. They make they it all, thick.
1: They all live in glass houses so no one can throw stone.
0: You're proud of yourself with so that, actually.
1: Uh, laugh at my joke. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't going to let us get any further.
0: <laughs> you're like, I am <laughs> holding this show hostage until you laugh.
1: This is public. You need to laugh at me. It's. I mean, you're very funny. You are. Okay, I'm cutting this. <laughs> 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 One out of ten. Cutting room four. This is this
0: is the end scene.
1: Dun, 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 dun. No.
0: Did you just end game me? <laughs> okay, so this is good. This is good. We've got... We've got the basic architecture. We've got a history of this city, like much more defined now regarding yes. regarding and this is this is a long history. This is several thousand years or longer.
1: Oh, t- tons of years. They got so many years.
0: So yeah, so we've got we've got the buildings, we've got the architecture, what we've got the population. We've got a history. Are we going to talk culture. Are we going to talk historic events? Are we going to talk? We're going
1: to talk
0: politics. What do we? What do we, what we, do we want to do? We're
1: going to talk about their traditions.
0: Traditions. That's what, that's I like what
1: people it. really is. Is their Tradition. traditions? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. What are their? What is? What is one of their main traditions?
1: One of their main traditions is their birthdays what do their birthdays look like because tieflings are a very special thing from birth yeah that is people. very
0: interesting
1: what do their oh, birthdays boy. look like josh or what, what do they celebrate significant with the birth of a tiefling
0: i mean i think their their birth is a is a celebration and whether this context exists or not like some people knew this when they implemented it their birthday is a is the biggest celebration yes they are free this is freedom they've been freed from the nine hells and they have come back to their plane of existence do they know that i don't know that they know that but whoever started celebrating these like early on when the tieflings were coming back right like maybe there's a period where unity was a leader i mean one would assume in this city And they made it like a, this is a huge deal, guys. And that's just been inherited over thousands of years, right? Interesting.
1: Okay, so what if...
0: Somebody had to close the soul gate down eventually.
1: Right, but what if they don't know that cycle? They just know that a tiefling is a soul that has returned from the nine hells. Mm -hmm. So, like, other people, and this might get a little, you know, a little bit of a slur, but what if, like, other people call them hell-kissed? I like it. And then they're celebrating, like, we survived going to hell. Yep. Your soul returned from hell. It's you it's are a liberation. A it's yeah.
0: Their birthday is not a day of birth. Yeah. They're not, it's not the day they were brought to life. It is a day of liberation. Yeah, your it life
1: is, is a gift now, moving forward. Yeah. Thank I you like
0: for, for you know. And so they celebrate their liberation as a part liberation of their birthday. Day. Yeah, not a yeah birthday. their liberation day.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like that. Yeah. Um,
0: So they they celebrate their liberation. What does that look like? That's interesting. Um,
1: Um, because
0: each person has their each individual tiefling has their own Liberation Day.
1: I would assume it doesn't look like anything because tieflings are all so about self expression and freedom. At least in our world, that's what their sort of core tenets are. Is that everyone is unique, everyone has their own, you know, life choices, everything is their own.
0: So Liberation Day is you get the day to truly do whatever you want in your it's it's a day where you okay here's the thing they're grateful liberation liberation day isn't about it's about celebrating through creating something beautiful so rather than like it's not about receiving gifts or whatever like we tend to think liberation day is i'm alive i'm liberated i've been freed and i am going to express that in the grandest form i can think of whether that be a sculpture or an art piece or a song or a poem liberation or or math
1: yeah math whatever it is yeah
0: yeah and so liberation days it's you dedicate yourself to to your day of, of expression
1: yeah your own expression and like hobbies and you basically get to do whatever you want for that day but it's at least things you enjoy specific to yourself
0: and it has an interesting outcome in that when you have you know some folks liberation day could just be like knitting a scarf or whatever right it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be a thing but when you have a ingrained cultural thing about expressing and pushing the limits of life out a lot of the greatest scientific philosophical religious magical achievements of the tieflings have happened on liberation days interesting so like the these great figures have 10 tendencies to have their eureka moments during their liberation day
1: yeah they're been given this axe their ability to unhindered just explore whatever they want and they're like oh shit
0: yeah historically that's just it's kind of panned out like that yeah because the culture focuses on that that's that's a cool tradition right there. It's a really cool tradition I like that I like that and there's always some like the population isn't small. so there's always somebody celebrating their Liberation day or a <laughs> few people celebrating their Liberation day in the cycle if in the 10 day week like there's yeah there's always that. So there's you walk through the city and there are, are these spaces where people are expressing themselves like because <laughs> you can't always do it in the private privacy of your own glass home. i think
1: it's more about expression outside of
0: visibility is important
1: yeah like making it a performance almost or like a public thing is almost seen as nice. so are
0: there are there grand forums no, across I, this there city would
1: probably be a space like what if there was like a space in the city designated for whoever whoever was celebrating their liberation day you could go there and do your performance
0: well so that's what like i'm thinking the capitolium and things like that in rome where forums were like these open spaces where the citizens of the neighborhood could come forth and sit down and engage in like philosophy and the discourse as well as all the political elements. But you can have a few of these, like they're basically chillax arenas with these big flat areas that can be used for whatever mm-hmm. with seating around them. And it's simultaneously rather than being like a giant arena, it's a little more intimate because it's still something you want to share with the people you love. But it's like yeah. these, these performance spaces, these, I like that.
1: Yeah. That's good.
0: That's cool. Oof. That's a good tradition. That is that is a huge tradition and a huge part of this tiefling culture.
1: Yeah. What else we got? Hmm. I like the idea that every day in the city, even though it's not like a holiday, there is someone celebrating their specific day. So there's yeah. almost like an always party atmosphere in this place like mm. one way or another someone is partying in the city at every turn well,
0: i think it's it's or even if it's it's there's always intensity So like it could be you walk into one forum or past one forum and they are just in like public spaces with streets going around them and there is somebody sitting there on a rock thinking very hard but everyone who's engaged in it with them is very quiet and respectful and there's this like hush but then you walk a few blokes over you walk into a different forum and there's somebody performing a song and like those jarring experiences parallel each other as you walk through where like it's not it's 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 how that expression manifests is reflected in each of those spaces and you can walk through the city experiencing that and going from one moment to another with very different emotion and feeling
1: and i like the uh the idea that they don't restrain it like oh the smart philosophical people go in this district the dancing artists go over here the warriors go that way it's just wherever you want to perform you get the choice it's whatever and a lot of
0: the a lot of them are in neighborhoods, so like a lot of the part of like somebody's Liberation Day is like they'll go to the nearest forum to their neighborhood, and like all of their neighbors and friends and family will be around to engage with that or get to yeah. see it happening throughout their day, and like yeah, or say you could go to I, another I'm, neighborhood if you want. I'm going to be
1: performing in the market if you want to come watch me. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: that's cool. There's okay. always a performance or a a thing happening,
1: and instead of. In, in celebration of the completion of that act or that thought or that art piece or whatever, instead of like gifts, what would they be given? Because mm. flowers, I'm, I'm assuming, aren't really a commodity of the desert. So they can't like throw no. bouquets of flowers. They could throw money. They could give something personalized. Maybe they give food. Like they, they bake food. I like and food. They hand out like different offerings to that person's performance
0: what if there isn't really dinner because every the population is enough that there is a liberation day in every neighborhood pretty much every day most evenings end with a block party where once somebody even if you weren't there to like watch them perform tables are brought out into the forum afterwards and that oh. everyone brings out food and the whole community just eats communally every evening
1: so it's almost like the entire city celebrates every person's liberation day every day
0: a little bit yeah through dinner right like you don't have to be there for the performance elements because the performance is all day you can swing by but in the evening as the day ends you get to sit down as a part of the liberation meal right
1: i really like that. that that there's no like hmm other almost, meals
0: are kind of normal, like you keep, it's very like, I think like Italian or French culture where it is like one meal of the day eating. is a celebration. Yeah. Like it's a good time to come in it. and it's, you know, eating is like this big two hour thing. It's not like a Americans, we tend to like sit down and watch TV and eat dinner or whatever, right? But yeah. this is, uh, you go to Europe and a one of the meals of the day is two hours long. And you just eat and relax and come in and out and spend time with each other.
1: Yeah, I like that concept or that idea of it. Um, that's awesome.
0: Cool, man. I, I do they need other holidays? They've got the normal holidays. They got birthdays. They've got. Do they birthdays. celebrate
1: uh, weddings in a specific way? Do they celebrate death in a specific way? Because we got birth. Mm. Is there a maturity? Time. death would death would be
0: particularly worrisome to the tieflings
1: death i think would be tragic
0: yeah death is what if their beliefs suggest that if you do certain things people are less likely to be pulled towards the nine hells again and so there are very it's a very very rigorous structured event that has a lot of ritual in an attempt to keep people from being sent back whether that works or not
1: i will have to say i think that death would have to be part of their birth celebration because birth is every day in a society that big you could potentially have someone being born and dying every few days every day
0: that's true yeah
1: because i don't think we did population size but if it's like a few thousand people that's it's pretty lot. regular that someone's going to die in. I'm
0: thinking like five to four thousand. Like this is a big city.
1: Yeah. Okay. So five thousand. I don't know why. Is first... is the death aspect of it something they tie into the birth celebration, like Liberation Day? Um. Or is there like its own time? Okay. What about? Because I almost assume. No, if I like it's the your idea Liberation of... Day. You, in someone dies on it, that's like a very bad omen. Where that's like a very, like, oh, shit.
0: Yeah, but everybody... That would be for everybody, then, all the time. Okay, what about this? What about... What about a cultural element that believes... Practice doing certain things every day that you are liberated, every day that you are free, keeps you safe during the passing? And it may be, like, you... Place a coin in a certain place, or you like every day there is a ritual you have to complete. And individuals who discard that are tended to be like kind of frowned upon. Like,
1: I do like that, and my mind is stuck on trying to tie it into the birth or liberation celebration aspect. Really? So, what if? No, I'm hear me out. You can feel free to shoot me. No, 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 I'm I'm, flying on cloud nine, but get your gun ready.
0: I'm really curious. I'm, no, I'm really curious. I want to know more. Well,
1: what you just said sort of clued me in on this too, because you said they have, to, they have to do something every day to keep them away from that returning to hell. What yeah. if that new thing they have to do every day is experience something new, as in one of these performances? They have to go to a new performance or a new liberation uh, experience every day and at least witness someone else doing something that they've never done before. Okay. And leave them something that that could just like the coin you said. Yeah. Like, what if they have to give someone like celebrating their Liberation Day something?
0: So that's part of the like.
1: To prove that they've witnessed this person doing this new thing they've never seen. I like it. They could leave them a small amount of money or something.
0: My concern is like we're we're loading on these daily things that like have to be done to the extent of like eventually society grinds to a screeching halt because they spend all of their time.
1: Well, think about what you said. No one really needs to worry about food. Everyone eats at the same time together communally.
0: Yeah. Okay, so maybe and it, it, engaging with a liberation could be as much as when you're passing through a forum, you put a coin down, right? Like, yeah. that's enough. But it, in your day-to-day... Do something small, yeah. Okay, so the ritual is engage with one of the something performances new. in one of the forums. Yeah. And supporting each other's expression of freedom yes. keeps you away from the hells. Got I, it. Got I
1: there. like this very... I mean, I don't want to go to communism, but I like this very open community sort of idea socialist like, every yeah everyone shares yeah. with each other there's not a lot of like i mean there's commerce because they have to yeah they're a big city they have to take on the rest of the world but it's but, a very
0: unique commerce structure because food is readily available to them for mm-hmm. some reason we should probably talk about agriculture yes. um and um the distribution of wealth is impacted by the ritual obligation and uh, exaltation of exploring life. Like, it's- I think,
1: yeah, I think wealth would almost be, like, frowned upon by them. Because it's like you're keeping all of that away from your brethren. Why wouldn't you share that with the community? Why are you stockpiling all that money you don't need when your brother needs it more?
0: I mean, I think. Yeah, we. I mean, we could do that if you want to. Sure. I
1: mean, feel free to push back. I just, I like that idea personally. Yeah,
0: my mind kind of goes for. I mean, peop, wealth doesn't, in my mind, wealth doesn't necessarily mean happiness. So,
1: oh, I, that's why I think they're insulted that you think you'll find happiness in that money, whereas yeah. you could give it to someone who needs it and find happiness there.
0: Okay. Okay. See, that's and, and where with I'm coming from. I like, I feel like there is there are people who have more funding than other people because they run I a mean, merchant thing or naturally, a trade yes,
1: thing, right? like yeah. being a wealthy merchant isn't like you know, but there's no one who's like a one percenter here. Yeah.
0: What I think is it's more yeah, like it's more of a inherently unimportant thing. Yes. Some people do have a bit more, but they tend to share that, and Th- do that's what I'm thinking. Are, I don't think anyone this community
1: it. is like a gold okay. hoarder. But if someone in their community gets that, like, taste for money and that yeah. grade a little bit, then they're like, "Come uh, down. You don't all right, all that.
0: right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And on the flip side, like, the wealthy don't really, people who have things, A, don't look down on those who don't have things. Exactly. And B, tend to share it with them. Got it, got Full. it. I was thinking it was more of a, like, nobody has money. No no no. It, like, no, no, no. And keep it, like, everyone it's, has the same amount. The I'm
1: culture like, very much is, like, you shouldn't aspire to have an abundance of wealth. There's yeah, no it's reason for that. It's just coin sitting in your house for no reason. Yeah.
0: Sometimes it happens, and then yeah. you help your community with it.
1: If it happens and you find yourself with extra money, give it to people who need it. That's it.
0: Yeah. Perfect.
1: That's just more the mentality. I'm not saying that's a regular practice.
0: Yeah. Because I do see, like, patronage being an important part of this as well. Again, if it's a very creative society, people who have accrued some wealth may dedicate that towards creativity like yeah, patronage may, as a yeah like they may hire this place must have...
1: spread their wealth around the city every day to yeah. all these different liberations
0: yeah and there must be like or like oh you your liberation was particularly impressive i'm going to invest in you moving forward as a person that i want to see more exploration from exactly and then patronage it becomes like it becomes very um like bohemian almost and yeah um and there must be museums all over this freaking city.
1: I do like that. I do like the idea of um, them almost auditioning to find patronage from one of the uh, people who have that extra income.
0: Yeah. Not um, that it's a competition, but just like if you have extra income, you're like, I want to give it, and you begin looking and walking through the forums to see.
1: Yeah. yeah. I really like that.
0: It also aligns with Unity being a collector yeah, very much. Because Unity is like, these are expressions of human beings or of, of different humanoids. And Unity is the great patron, in a way. like
1: <laughs> Yeah. Um, so really, I think it's a good foundation for spreading out their culture and practice further. And yeah. it kind of ties into Unity's idea pretty well. And
0: it's it's I like that it's nuanced. Like I don't think we tilted in any particular direction a lot. Mm-hmm. I, that was my hesitance there is I was wondering if we were tilting, but you weren't. No, you're but fine. But I didn't want it to like tilt into a capitalistic or a communist society. Like
1: that's why I said I'm I'm trying to avoid communism because yeah. I know that's not perfect. I wanted yeah, to get a different look on yeah. it.
0: People can. It's it's realistic in a beautiful sort of way not that you know communism isn't realistic it's idealistic
1: if anything yeah Yeah. there will be flaws there will be people who fall away from that idea but for the most part
0: it's a i like that the culture dictates the economy and the government yes um heavily and culture i say that in the like it's not just culture it is expressive culture it is specifically creative culture it is it is renaissance culture this is this is renaissance if renaissance had been allowed to dictate the government and the
1: economy it is also the religion. a culture built out of people who are terrified that they will their souls will be dragged back to hell which is yes. a very real very tangible place here it's almost mm-hmm. like forgive me listeners but if you could open a door to hell in real life you would be way more on board with like going to church every sunday and you know giving charity anything you had yeah to make sure you don't go to that fucking hellhole
0: i i keep like i am hearkening so bad it is it is the best parts of renaissance culture it really is because that was like the era of creativity and patronage and expression in that period was beautiful Mm -hmm. it was also a terrible period in time as well but like some of the art that came out of that and it's the same with like like grecian architecture or an art and roman architecture and art that came from patronage based on a little bit of dogma this isn't dogma this is a real stakes and that makes it more it makes it better
1: i will say that it is it is almost like a constant renaissance it is because even someone who's, who's like expression is architecture that city would be changing almost weekly. Constantly. Yeah. Like a building would change every week somewhere in that city.
0: There's all kinds of weird innovations. Yeah, There's it's
1: always being redone.
0: Like if somewhere has airships in this world, other than the dwarves, it might mm-hmm. be these guys.
1: And I almost like that um, if you are given money for your performance... A portion is put aside for you to give money to other people's performances as mm-hmm. the year goes on
0: if you are patronized that sounds wrong if you have a patron yeah. you become a patron to another
1: yeah honestly at a certain point yeah i like that
0: that is really that this is i the whole economy is dictated by this so government then we've got economy outlined by the culture i feel like we should do government the same way
1: government and agriculture are the only things i think we need
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. so government
1: um you're better at this year than i am
0: i mean do we want to lean these 10 these this sort of society tends to lean towards a collective collective thought yes. right so democracy a republic a there is no monarchy.
1: Yeah. There is no There's empire. There is a people's voice.
0: There's a people's voice.
1: But someone would need to go somewhere and speak on behalf of the city. Yes. So who would do that? Is it a council? Can we,
0: can we go back to the forums? Yes. We've talked about neighborhoods having forums. What if each neighborhood has an elective official and Or each borough or each district, whatever we make it. Or maybe the neighborhoods within a district have elected officials and then those elected officials like kind of come together to make a district's perspective group who Mm -hmm. then go to the city's perspective group. And each neighborhood has a representative that is an expression of them.
1: I like that and I like there being no set amount of term. Like, there's yeah. no amount of time that they have set in that position. If at any moment the people agree that you are no longer speaking for them, you leave that position.
0: And the neighborhood dictates that.
1: Yes. So it's, it's a very much the power rests on the bottom and it moves, it moves up in incremental steps depending on what the people at the bottom decide.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love and it. in the center of the city, there is the grand forum, mm-hmm. which is where the politics stuff is held. Yes, like it's, this is very Medi- early med or mid Mediterranean. I like it.
1: Yeah, it's really good.
0: Okay, okay. So, now, I, what I think does the government.
1: agriculture look like?
0: Yeah, government was easy. Mm-hmm. Agriculture. All right, we've talked about the. So this is a big ass desert. Mm-hmm. So, we can go with very unique products that are successfully growing in the desert yeah. as food sources, or we can go back to the underground lake.
1: Well, there's no reason we can't use both.
0: Yeah. Um, so they, they can absolutely figure out how to practice agriculture on the surface.
1: Yeah. And would there be a way to practice irrigation from that well in the bottom?
0: Yeah. What if there is a giant, Frickin' water wheel system that pulls water out of the lake into this entire district that is an agricultural district
1: i like that and maybe it is
0: a giant greenhouse because we figured out how greenhouses are what if it is oh my god my mind goes into the like creative aesthetic mode (laughs) now yeah there is a rift that is kind of opened the underground lake up And Mm there's a giant water wheel that is, like, several stories tall that pulls water up and deposits it into this, basically, like, these agricultural trenches that run through this growth district. And there is just a giant sandstone and glass dome that covers this entire space. And they manage heat through it with both magic and with the use of that soul glass. I love it. And that's, like, that's a huge industry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And sometimes, like, the smarter up-and-comers, their liberation days are spent, like, adjusting or, like, figuring out stuff there, or, like, stuff to better the city. And how yeah,
0: like, they make it even, fine-tune it better and yeah, better every
1: Yeah, like, more time. efficient.
0: Like, they used to grow their food down in the cave, and it was very limited. Mm -hmm, and somebody came up with a way to get the wheel up there but then things kind of were struggling when it got really cold at night and really hot so they're like well what if we use this glass that we've been somebody else in their liberation day figured out how to make and put it over
1: man i really like the idea that they have food there that should in no way shape or form be growing in this area Mm -hmm. like completely foreign to this sort of super
0: exotic and it also there's risk there their one place to grow food enough yes. to run their population, that is a fragile ecosystem mm-hmm. that, with the wrong person and the right modality, could ruin that entire city. Oh, yeah. That could be a very interesting campaign hook.
1: Even to the point where someone takes too much and it throws off the balance for the whole city. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's, That's why they share it because weapon. it's
1: so evenly spread. It's like this is what we have to eat for this day, you yeah.
0: know. And it's very much it's. It's like terraforming Mars. Yeah.
1: In a way, Matthew Damon shit potatoes.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
0: my god, man! We have good? been at this for a while, and this is really good. I love this. This time I... it went
1: better. The the first recording was not as good. This one, I think mm-hmm. we nailed it.
0: We nailed it, and I love. Again, I, I I just like I said with the elves, I want to play a tiefling in this world
1: badly, yeah. Yeah,
0: badly. So cool. And their culture is spread out, and like tieflings are found in other places, but like, what a unique place to travel to!
1: And visit. what a bunch of cool guys and girls and non-binary individuals.
0: Amazing! All right, you know what that means? Hmm? Question time!
1: Oh, booba doo boo, booba doo boo, time for the questions, 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 time. Okay.
0: All right, we've got a question today, and it is a good one, as they always are. Uh, and this question comes from a good friend of ours, Dragon Pearl. Oh, uh, we,
1: okay. We have,
0: yeah, yeah, Dragon Pearl. Um, and it is, oh man, this is you're gonna like this question. I think we've, we've touched upon it a little bit. I always love talking about this sort of thing. But how would slash do you go about altering a pre-existing world from literature for a D and D world slash campaign? specifically when it comes to races who don't fit within the lore of the pre-existing world? Mm. What do you consider essential, must-keep ideas slash structures, and what can be ignored, downplayed, or changed? Thank you, Dragon Pearl. This is a good question.
1: That's very interesting. I do like this question a lot. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So it really, the question boils down to how do you go about adjusting existing media to fit your world, especially when there are very, like, like, things that just don't really tend to align. So, you know, if you want talking cats in your world as a playable race, and we don't mean tabaxi, we mean, like, four-legged cats that are sentient, and you've pulled that from another media. Like, how do you... How do you what needs to stay? What needs to go? Uh, and that's a complicated question.
1: I mean, yeah, it depends on how much you feel like it needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. If you're fine adjusting 5th edition to... Just essentially be reskinned as this property. I think that's fine, honestly. Um
0: uh, That's where you start. You go, yeah. what can be reskinned? Because the number of times where somebody brings me a homeboo race and I'm like, that's just a tabaxi with a different color fur.
1: Yeah, you don't want to be called a tabaxi. That's what you brought me just now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which we can do, but you're just gonna be a tabaxi. Yeah. and will alter the lore around you and the aesthetics is the same with homebrew spells yeah somebody says i want this and you say well that's just fireball with snow
1: yeah it's like, well i have be big bear people in my game It's like, okay well can we just call those goliaths but change the name from goliath to bear person
0: and they look like bear people and they have a like, claw
1: attack like that's you're good okay thank you
0: and you will very much find, especially with how many races have now been released for Five E, with all of the resources, you can find a lot of things mechanically lend towards the flavor you want, and it just needs to be reskinned.
1: Yeah. or you need to like change one ability out and give it a different one, and it's perfect.
0: Yeah. Um, Which is the next step: making minor alterations to existing structures.
1: Yes. Uh, I would say it's it's not impossible. I mean anytime someone homebrews their own world in DD, they're essentially doing that just not with the you know lore from that book they're just making the lore up as they go Um, i think anything can be reskinned in fifth edition pretty easily like even if you want different types of monsters that aren't in the monster manual you can use the same stat block and just say literally the only thing that tell people what your monster is is how you describe it. If you describe it, if you describe a troll as like a big stone golem, no one's going to say, Oh, you just made a troll. They're going to say, yeah. Oh, that was different than what I expected.
0: Yeah. That's a unique thing. Yeah. I mean, I just ran a nightmare before Christmas one shot that, 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 literally took all of the world lore and the cool thing about that is that the players brought the world lore up to the forefront and like completely took the basic premise that i laid down and like created a model un and an agriculture system through role play yeah. just while they were talking to each other it really and it good. was beautiful but literally you know jack was a reskinned goliath i think sally was a reskinned warforged where you know sally is like a zombie piece together uh, and instead, the player was like, okay, this is a Warforged, um, but it's pieces of flesh and fabric that have been stitched together instead yeah. of metal. And that's boom, that's completely canonical. Um, I think the inverse is how accurate to the source do you want to be? Because uh, that can be... can that can, It can get complicated, you know what I mean? Um, a lot of the time... With books that are very, very well defined, so like I always reference, like um, the Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson and that whole series, the magic oh, works God. very differently there. I do all the time. <laughs> magic works very, very differently in that world, and it would be very hard to to tailor it there. And once you get to that point, that's when homebrewing becomes an actual question uh yeah like if you like in in brandon sanderson's world a magic essentially works through lashing yourself to physics in various ways and so like people who can fly they lash particles of themselves upwards into the air and that allows them to fly um you can flavor that pretty easily in DD, but with more complex stuff that starts to break down and that is when you have to spend a lot of time homebrewing and then balance becomes the problem
1: yeah, um, I was gonna say the same thing for my favorite book. I've been trying to figure out how to turn the the name of the wind into an actual runnable D campaign setting. The magic in that, I think, is impossible to do that to. <laughs> yeah, because you have to break your mind into five different pieces and focus on different truths about. It's, it gets too complicated for something mm-hmm. as simple as moving a stone an inch. Mm-hmm. So it that. You have to see how realistic it is to actually put your world into 5th edition based on the power level of the world you're creating. Um, I also, I don't know, there's, there's, I think a lot of people look at 5e and it says it's so limited, there's only these many races, there's only these many classes, I want to I be this guy doing this sort of thing. And it's like, you can be all of that in 5th edition. You just have to call it that. You yeah. have to describe how it looks that is in the game. You just aren't seeing it because you're not describing it that way.
0: D&D 5e, you're so right, Sean. Like, D&D 5e is so beautiful and so popular because it is up to your creative imagination a lot of the time to achieve these things. Mm-hmm. and purists are going to argue that there's all this existing lore. And, you know, you kind of, in this question, Dragon, you you point out, like, you know, if if a race doesn't really fit into the pre-existing world, that's just a matter of of you making it fit and your DM making it fit. Like, yeah. you, if the DM says, no, that can't exist because of this, this, and this, then, you know, maybe you have to have a different conversation. But it's, it's just a matter of making it happen.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I yeah, see people right. say, I want to play in this way, or I want to I be this character, but there's no class that fits it. Well, yes, there is. What you're really saying is, I want to be more powerful than the classes that are in the book, but I don't know how to do that without bringing one from a homebrew class. Because you can, if you want to change an ability to be a different damage type, I don't think there's any DM on the planet that's going to say, no, that's not okay, as long as there's a story-based reason for it um but saying that you know there's nothing that could possibly be reskinned to fit what you want to play is a lie that's <laughs> it's either a lie or you don't you haven't seen the right class yet
0: 80 percent of homebrews are and this is why like when it, when it comes to like you, a dm needs to very much vet homebrews that are brought to the table because mm-hmm. 80% of homebrews are people picking mechanics from other classes and mashing them into one class and it makes them very overpowered yeah it's 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 different if you're trying to make a specific aesthetic thing and you're looking at gameplay elements and then leveling them out and spending hours on it but most homebrews um, like that tend to be people allocarding the good bits. And ignoring the bad bits, and the bad bits exist for a reason. Dracula. No a la carte, not a la carte. Oh,
1: okay. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. Uh,
0: they're draculing
1: this. <laughs> yeah, they're draculing it all up. <laughs> and I think the other side of this is the DM bringing fifth edition into the rest of the world. Mm. Um. All that really takes is for you to know what you want to do with the, the source material you're bringing in. Like, say they have a specific type of monster or, like, a specific curse. You just have to spend a few minutes saying, what would that look like? What, what does that simulate in 5th edition? Does it kind of remind you of a spell? Is it sort of like a class ability or a creature ability you've heard about in d d then see if you can just re-explain that ability, but with different flavor and different yeah. um, optics. Like, you just have to use different descriptors. You'll be amazed.
0: It is it is really interesting the number of times, and Sean is absolutely right again, the number of times where I've had a player say, I don't have any backstory because I want you to tell me the world. Uh, and honestly, a DM's response a lot of the time is, what do you want to achieve? Because likely the world can encompass that,
1: mm-hmm. but that
0: same player has built brought a mechanical list of things that they want to do. It's like, well, it's the mechanical things are like, bring me the, the backstory and we'll fit that in and piece that to the world, and then the rest of the stuff is fluff. Um, you do you see that fairly often, and that's not the wrong way of building a character at all. But it is, I think we focus in on the mechanics before the character and a lot of the time maybe the character should come first and the mechanics second
1: yeah i also love those those players who are like tell me about your world because i want to make a character that fits into the world you give them the description and they come in with seven pages of backstory that have nothing to do with what you told them <laughs> like, you clearly had something planned why didn't you just give me this first yeah, just just send
0: it my way man we'll and we'll tweak it from there like exactly most DMs want you to be able to play what you want to play. They're just going to say, okay, well this town here would function in this way for you. That would be a good fit. And, yeah. You know, and if you... even
1: yeah. even in worlds, in other books not every inch of that land is completely written about and fleshed out. So there is even space in another person's lore or material or book source that you're pulling from to mm-hmm. just say, hey, Guess what? I'm throwing something new into this environment. And if it messes around with other things, let it. That might be kind of cool to see what happens if, you know, your cool idea mixes in with the magic from your favorite book.
0: Yeah. I mean, Sean and I have alluded to this in our world-building in this podcast. There are areas we leave vague, very vague intentionally. Yeah. The the Sword Coast, Greyhawk, there are massive voids in that lore. Oh, so that yeah. you have wiggle room. Like huge holes. Some of it's contradictory to itself, but also there are just holes that are left there intentionally.
1: Yeah. Some of the campaign books that they have for Wizards of the Coast are like, hey, this whole part, we had, didn't put anything there, so have fun with that. But your yeah. characters are going to run through it. It's like and oh a lot hey, of people... Thanks, assholes. Yeah.
0: Well, and a lot of people say that that's lazy writing, but I, I genuinely think it aligns with Wizards' mission and vision for 5e, which is to leave gray areas for you if you need them yeah you could just skirt over that if you really hate it if but
1: you they don't could like give music. you i'm just saying they could give you a description of the city and what it's like. yes that would they be couldn't nice. just say this city's on the map you have to go through it good luck <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: they, they do that sometimes but Jackass. a lot of the time it's there as a tool <laughs> yeah. uh, as well just to like have that space in case you need it and i write my worlds with that all the time mm-hmm. this place has a name and if a player needs a place to be put that is unique That's a good place. And then the player defines it a lot of the time. They don't even realize they tell me something and I say, oh, this town looks like this now. Here you go. Here's this town in my lore that matches perfectly to what you wanted.
1: Exactly. Or (laughs) they'll even say like, uh, yeah, I'm from this place. I'm like, okay, it's on the map. I'll put it there.
0: Sure. I did that with Sean recently. I was like, "What, what what would work for this? And Sean's like, oh, you could put it out over here. And I'm like, okay, here's the town I want. We named it. We threw it on the map. Yeah it's canon now
1: fully very excited so, yeah. about it too. it's a very cool place it's, it's neat it's neat <laughs> uh so
0: thank you that dragon that was a really good question i know we meandered we always do with our answers but they're always there's so many responses to every one of these questions because they're about homebrew yeah
1: and if we did get it quite right you could always email us at ask the lord dump or shit lord dump questions at gmail.com or at the lord dump on instagram and twitter and yell at us until we get it right
0: that segue was so good and then you got the email wrong and it was you, amazing. and then you
1: brought it up and then i, <laughs> and cut then it I out, brought and then and i pointed over it so that everybody right could see what so happened I, this cause... is the good part that the audience is hearing this they're is... hearing me do it correctly right now right sean okay don't fuck me over you cuck
0: it's me, Sean, the editor. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. going to fuck you over.
1: Like? Oh, that sounds sexy.
0: Yeah, you're... Ooh, hey, baby, it's me.
1: <laughs> Barry White? Wait, how'd you get in my room, Barry White?
0: I edit Barry White edits Lord. <laughs> wow.
1: This derailed train has been the Lord
0: dump. <laughs>
1: oh, that's <laughs> where we're ending <into laughs> it? No, I'm <laughs> not letting it end there. I'm not letting oh, okay. this end...
0: I tried to play it out. Okay. What's next?
1: We're going to sit here in this and think about what you did. What was that Barry White thing, though? I'm sorry. Boop, 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 boop,
0: boop, boop, ooh yeah
1: <laughs> want to talk about it
0: no why are we still talking about the Barry White thing
1: I wasn't talking about anything specific I just wanted to know if you wanted to talk alright let's go <laughs>